So when you eat fat with a meal period, it will actually help slow the digestion of the meal. It will allow you to um, absorb the nutrients and your proteins and your vegetables better. Like, listen, you will absorb the vitamins in broccoli better if you put butter on it. Oh. That's really empowering. Yeah, uh, yeah, it makes me feel better about <laughs> putting good butter for on you. all my vegetables. <laughs> right? But yeah, do it, please. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey, hey. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Yay. We're going to talk about, we are going to talk about cooking oils today. Ooh. I'm excited about this one because this is not my realm of understanding. So I got questions. Y'all, subtitle to this is put the canola oil down. Put it down. Put it down. Down. We're going to talk about why. Also, no judgment, no guilt. Love you guys. But put the (laughs) canola oil down. So um, before we get into our episode content and goodies, I want to know what nutritional thing you're into right now. And I think it's going to be really fun to share because you're kind of obsessed and it's because I'm obsessed. Long story short, we're going to probably be busting out an episode in the next few weeks on this, but minerals. So minerals and me have been not friends for a while. We've determined that Genevieve is very deficient in (laughs) mineral stores. So the story goes, I've been getting tension headaches, but they've been very like just picking up steam in the last three months. I went Mm -hmm. from having little bit of headaches every once in a blue moon that I knew were tension related to like twice a month to once a week to two to three times a week. And once I went past the once a week mark, I was like, I, I can't function like this anymore. And I was like, I just can't, I can't live like this anymore. And it was because it was just like this. I couldn't describe it in any other way than it was just like this train that could not be stopped. It was, it didn't matter what I took. It didn't matter how um, heat, it didn't matter. Epsom salt baths, magnesium consumption, which sometimes in the past had really mitigated those things for me. I was like, all the conventional methods, like I was really starting to suffer. And um, last recording session, actually, I started to feel symptoms coming on right as she, Cassie was leaving. And I said, <laughs> I don't know what to do. She goes, this is what you're going to do. You're going to bust out four ounces of water and a teaspoon of sea salt, Himalayan pink sea salt. And I was just like, okay, 
I, I at this point for real let's do this a few months ago i made her chew <laughs> gosh <laughs> bile support which has um no it wasn't, it wasn't a chewable i broke up in a capsule of vox bile because that's all i had oh that's right because you didn't have what i got for you and i couldn't find what you had and i was so like, she opened up a capsule and had oh, ox yeah. bile and it tastes it tastes like literally bile never in my life have i ever experienced something so vile and disgusting i for probably 20 minutes but it did I make you feel better i did almost instantly made you feel like, better right within away. minutes i, I was know. like but for about 20 minutes i was dancing around my my island going oh my gosh for like oh oh the most and so since then that was last fall since then uh when cassie tells me to do things i'm like i know that this will not even touch ox bile so salty water is like really enjoyable for me so i don't know what you're talking it's not bad but the thought of a teaspoon in four ounces of water was like okay but to pack a punch pack a punch and she was like we're gonna concentrate it because you need it and i was like okay and um it took me a few more hours to get to it because of dinner like i should have just done it right away because it wasn't even bad when i talked to you but by the time i finished dinner i was like near tears so i really should have done it when you told me to yes lesson learned um i'm always gonna be the person who believes you should do what i tell you to do when right i away. tell you to do it <laughs> a little biased in that area I, well and it wasn't like because i understand the value and like timing i i just it wasn't that bad but i had made this passing comment of like i think i feel a tension headache coming on and by the time dinner was over i was really suffering so i was like i really should have taken it sooner but um and I had had one two days previous and I was like, this is not, no, uh, uh, uh. and because Ain't it, like, got it halts my life. Like I can't think straight. I can't, it, I'm not light sensitive, not sound sensitive. Uh, but it's like, it's just straight up pain. And anyway, so when I finally took it, it was literally 20 minutes later, gone, 100% gone. Not even just kind of like, Oh, I feel a little better. It was like, <sighs> like it was gone and my whole family was just like <laughs> Cassie goes so do they think I went like voodoo magic and I was like <laughs> pretty close I'm to a that. witch doctor they're just like wow and and so it's I'm I'm a little obsessed with conversation around minerals deficiency and um supplementing with minerals and uh the the power of realizing and it's not like I eat that bad of a diet. I eat probably a lot more processed food than Cassie does. But for the most part, like I have a pretty diverse She's diet. She's eating like paleo processed food though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Which is still a little bit better. And a lot of the stuff you have is like real food ingredients. Yeah. But this is not a dog on your diet. This is oh, the no. power of if you have a headache. Yeah. A good amount of That's sea salt and some water. Maybe even with some lemon. Swirl that shit around. If I could have thought clearly i probably would have put lemon take in it, it like a shot i did for real i chugged that thing so fast yep it was and because i was just so <laughs> desperate to feel better at that point like it's it's to the point where i could feel where that headache was going when i get headaches at that time of night um and i try to sleep through it it wakes me up in the night and i'm uh, in pain yeah we gotta we got our work cut out for us miss genevieve <laughs> if so, you guys didn't already know i'm genevieve's water. nutritional therapist 
Yes, for real. Genevieve is my professional makeup artist and oh, life yeah. consultant. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> so we, we, we definitely love on each other professionally all over the place. <laughs> it's just how life works at this point. For real. But what about you? What about you, Cassie? What are you nutritionally foodie into? What am I f- super into right now? Okay, so. Besides freezing your zucchini. <laughs> all medicinal mushrooms completely obsessed if you guys are on my newsletter put the link in the show notes you guys can join Mm -hmm. if you'd like um i shared about um my love for medicinal mushrooms in some four sigmatic products hashtag not sponsored people just love four sigmatic but and they throw in like lion's mane and chaga Mm -hmm. and all sorts of really nutrient dense medicinal mushrooms that help support your immune health and your brain function and do you talk about the charcoal lemonade not yet i have some you want to try some i've tried it but i haven't i didn't talk about it in my newsletter oh okay um but the the product i'm obsessed with right now is actually four sigmatics matcha drink mix Mm. dude they put ginger in it oh i haven't tried that i mean yeah it's so good that sounds amazing and so i just bloom it in a little bit of warm water Mm. and like the the actual matcha powder with moringa as well i add moringa and collagen and then i add so yummy i whisk in some almond milk and then Mm. i throw that over ice and it is delicious i'm gonna try some of that so good that sounds amazing well what what drew you to the mushrooms I just know their health benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always taken an immune um, support, like a multi-immune support balance that has mushrooms in it. Yeah. And it's made a really big difference for me in like fighting colds and for real. just through my nutritional education and continuing, always continuing education always <laughs> through podcasts and books and all of the things. So um, just learning about the health benefits of those and then finding um, ways to have the taste good um so and we're not you know these aren't like culinary mushrooms and they're not like get crazy mushrooms they're medicinal mushrooms Mm -hmm. so they're super supportive of again specifically immune system um cognitive health neurological function um tissue health it's amazing super 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 foods like that's amazing love me some medicinal mushrooms so anyways that's amazing that's what i'm digging and i also like their mushroom coffee i've had their hot cocoa i like the hot cocoa i don't love cinnamon in my hot cocoa i guess yeah they have one that's like a the i think it's like a chili or like chipotle or something like that isn't it isn't it considered um, yeah it might be considered a mexican hot chocolate but yeah with with cinnamon it is Ah, correct Mm -hmm. okay yep it's it's and it was not my personal jam it's different but it was it was very creamy and very yummy i thought and it's something i would feed my kids which says a lot so all right today we are going to be talking all about the cooking oils all the praise hands in the air that we're doing right now the pumping (laughs) The reason why this is something that's um, really near and dear to my heart, because this has been a big deal for my family, because we've been eating as clean as I understood. We were eating more keto, paleo. We've bounced in out of low carb, like probably for the last three years. And about f- six months ago, I specifically 
sought to cut out canola from our life completely um, as much as I could. It's really hard to avoid if you're eating out ever. Uh, but when and whenever I can and I'm in charge and I choose to eliminate, I do. And I've noticed a big difference in my kids and like their physical appearance. They get little distended pot bellies and it fluctuates all the time. And, um, I finally was kind of on this mission. We were in this place where we would mitigate a lot of the other things that I was like, okay, we're going to bring it down. And it made a big difference in what kind of inflammation and bloating we see in their tummy. I know there's a lot more to that, but that was kind of the, the big awakening for me. So I'm so grateful that we're having this moment right now where we're talking about cooking oils and Cassie's going to break it down. She's going to break it down. We're going to get real nerdy. And it's going to be amazing. And then yours going to be me. So I'm going to like be in here sometimes asking some really maybe basic questions because that's probably where I'm at. But Hashtag this is basic. Actually basic. But that, I'm okay with that. I'm totally cool with where I'm at in my knowledge journey. So just know that if you're coming into this episode with having no understanding, I'm your advocate. I know. I yeah, we're going to we're going to take this might seem really nerdy, but we're going to take a pretty basic overview. And if you want to super geek out on dietary fat and health and all of that, Chris Masterjohn is your man. Oh, he's your man. I even really can follow a lot of what he says, and it's he breaks it down yeah. to molecular structures. Yeah, it's and, really fascinating. Woo. So he's a great person to dive deeper into this. But we're going to kind of take an overview that any average person could have an understanding of why they might need to switch out cooking oils in their homes. So please share Yay. this episode with everyone you love because yes, it's they deserve it. really important info. You deserve so it. I just want to I just want to put the caveat out here before we start talking about this issue that when people walk into my office for nutritional therapy or previously when I saw clients one on one this was the one thing I said if you walk away with any information today or you know all of the other steps that we've kind of talked about feel overwhelming and there's one thing that you can do this week or you know between now and the next time I see you is switch out your cooking fats because they have a massive impact on every single cell in your body every cell wow. every single cell in your body has a phospholipid bilayer lipids lipid means fat yep yes so and that layer ideally is um, robust and strong um, minorly flexible, not too permeable. Uh, and that means it should be made out of saturated fat. Oh my gosh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> we need some sound effects. Um, <laughs> oh, I can get those. And satur saturated fat provides really amazing structure for our cells. But when we are exposed, when we take in um, too many polyunsaturates, or unstable monounsaturates that have been damaged that normally would be healthy but but are now you know have been heated and shouldn't have been and we'll go through what what that really means but then those cell membranes are made of fatty acids that are damaged and then guess what those cell membranes are not going to be as strong Trickle they are going to yeah they are going to be damaged and so we you know things get in that don't belong and things leave that don't aren't supposed to leave you know it's the yeah. efficiency of the cell 
the the energy it can create that it's it's all compromised it's all compromised all the way down to the mitochondria i was like that takes down a cascade effect for sure yes so this is a really important piece of your health and one thing that's really good to know we have a few different prostaglandin pathways in the body which are how we inflame and anti-inflame and Mm. Inflammation is imperative for body function. You have to have inflammation in order to anti-inflame. But um, there's a few different kinds of prostaglandins, and the ones that are the most inflammatory are fueled by excess intake of seed, you know, rancid seed oils. So it can really fuel a lot of inflammation. And I have personally experienced both in my own body and then with lots of my clients who have cleaned up a lot of their diet or maybe they haven't cleaned up any of it and someone else would have said okay go gluten-free go dairy-free go soy-free go nut-free go nightshade-free go blah 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 blah, and just make it super complicated oh. and my first instruction was to literally change out their cooking fats and then all of a sudden they stopped having hip pain all Whoa. of a sudden their inflammation went down and they stopped having swelling in their fingers and like so many just little things because inflammation presents itself so differently for every single person out there. Yeah, well if it's affecting the cell, yeah, you just and can't it, predict how that's going to But the progress go. that could be made, uh, it was just incredible. Wow. So totally anecdotal in my own practice, but we know from a cellular level that this this is super important. So... Again, ideally, saturated fat is where we're headed with this conversation. <laughs> a lot of it. Um, Tell us about that. Saturated yeah. fat. So just dietary fat in general provides really good, consistent, even energy. So fat is like a slow burning log, whereas carbohydrates are kind of kindling. Oh, that's an interesting way to yeah. think about it. Yeah. So when you mm. eat fat with a meal period, it will actually help slow the digestion of the meal. It will allow you to um, absorb the nutrients in your proteins and your vegetables better. Like, Mm. listen, you will absorb the vitamins in broccoli better if you put butter on it. That's really empowering. Yeah, uh, yeah, (laughs) makes me feel better about putting butter on all my vegetables. (laughs) Right, but yeah, do it, please. I do. (laughs) Okay, it feels good. It feels good. Feels good. I'm making the right decision for my body. Dietary fat is also, again, building blocks for cell membranes, also building blocks for your hormones. Oh, my word. Hormones are mainly comprised of, you know, end products of fat and fat-soluble vitamins. Your, oh, wow. You need cholesterol in the body to make vitamin D to be synergistically available for hormone production, oh gosh, sex 90s. hormones especially. The 90s just make me cringe. <laughs> right. <laughs> <sighs> so... Fat is also required, again, for the absorption of fat-soluble vitamins. So if you want to uptake all of these healthy vitamins that we talk about, vitamins A, D, E, and K2, you need the fat with it. And so if you think about these foods that are incredibly healthful, that contain fat-soluble vitamins, a lot of them also contain the fat needed to absorb those fat soluble vitamins and butter is my favorite example of this butter is very high in vitamins a d e and k2 and uh and essentially the butyric acid and and the butter itself help with the absorption of those fat soluble vitamins Mm. so the fat in the butter it's amazing and guess what then your body can use them 
Dude, and if anybody can attest to that, I very important. All my whole life, I felt like I've had to take like triple the amount of anything to feel anything. Like when people around me would feel better on vitamin D, I'd have to like take like triple the amount that they were taking, even kind of be like, okay, I kind of get what you're saying. So coming from somebody who's always had a really hard time absorbing things and is trying to figure that out, just knowing that makes me feel like, okay, the last few years I've been doing the right thing for my body, <laughs> you know? Okay. Com- I never questioned it, it but just for more. Yeah. Like that's fantastic news. Yeah. So there are a few different kinds of fat when we sat, we classify fat based on its saturation. So saturated fat is highly stable. Uh, it does not go rancid easily. It's solid or kind of semi-solid at room temperature. Mm-hmm. So coconut oil, butter, palm oil, um, animal fats often are in the state as well. And they're safe at a higher heat. Animal fats mm-hmm. and tropical oils, again, are what go, kind of go into that saturated fat That's category. A good way to think and all fats have a mix of like saturated and unsaturated mm-hmm. it just depends on what that makeup is yeah the the ratio yeah and there's two types of unsaturated fat so monounsaturate which are moderately stable those are mostly like olive oil and nut oils um safe at a low heat but not a high heat and low heat people means like at least under 350 yeah so you're not gonna cook nothing with that well, you well, if you are, it's like baking and even temperature. You're definitely not going to. This is this is what ends up rocking people's world is thinking about not throwing olive oil in their fry pan. For real. That was a big like cold what? use. Should have seen Skylar. He's about died. He loves olive oil with like making baking like he loves olive oil. You can everything. bake with olive oil. And he that's what he switched to because I, I we Just had to break lower. this down because he was. But I mean, he cooked everything like he would fry things and and he was like i have to give up olive oil and i was like we'll find something better babe just it's okay it's okay you just (laughs) finish it with olive oil that's where we went you finish it you have to know that i'm like hacking things right yeah because it was the taste that he was going after i'm like well then let's just put it in at the end so it's not cooking with it he's like oh okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we started cooking with um we started cooking with butter for the most part and then that was pretty much where I stopped because I, all the other oils I was reading into, which I'm sure you're going to get into, I, it just never seemed clear. Yeah. Like I'd love to have a better, and, and let's face it, coconut oil just doesn't like taste well, great with everything in my opinion. No. It just doesn't. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with that. So, so that's mm-hmm. monounsaturate. Um, polyunsaturate, highly unstable, go rancid very easily. Um, we do have two essential polyunsaturates used within the body, linoleic and alpha linoleic acid. Um, oh. But we never, ever, ever, ever want to use these polyunsaturates in heat or cooking. Can you give some examples? Fish. So not oh. fish itself, but like fish oil. Oh, interesting. That's what you kind of want to have. But it's flax, nuts, fish, and seeds. So seeds like sunflower seed oil mm-hmm. safflower oil safflower oil flax things you're oil. gonna read yeah there's a reason why flax oil should be in a fridge <laughs> that does make sense for real yeah for real yeah that's a good indication <laughs> yeah oh and one of the monounsaturates i didn't mention before was um avocado avocado mm. oil okay so um, and we'll go back through different cooking fats and which ones to use for for what. 
Oh, that in sounds a, great. In a minute. But basically, saturated fats are going to be the most stable and definitely more stable than unsaturated fats. And it really just has to do with the chemical structure of the saturated fat. So it can't be easily damaged by oxidation like heat, light, and air. So this is why when you buy like high quality olive oil, it's sold in a dark green glass or opaque container to keep the light from damaging the oil. Mm-hmm. Um, coconut oil doesn't ever go off or like smell rancid from sitting out on the counter with a lid on, but a vegetable oil like corn or soybean totally will. Really? Yes. I mean, I've never tried that, but it will pick up like the smells in the air. Oh, that's true. I don't know. <clears throat> and it's, it's, yeah, it does not smell good. Um, the thing is, I think most of us don't know the difference because by the time we get our hands on a canola or a, it's already rancid. I know. I, I feel totally that was rancid. a huge realization for me is that the the opportunity to get oil before it's already in that state is not very common. Yeah. And so the chemical structure. So what separates a saturated fat from an unsaturated fat is the presence of a hydrogen bond that um, at every instance of carbon in the chemical structure of the fat. So the hydrogen bond is present throughout the chemical structure, which means there's more of a bond there's a double bond in the chain of carbons that creates an unstable structure when you have an unsaturated fat so single bonds are better structure than double bonds oh that's fascinating and when you see a fat is liquid at room temperature the group of unstable fats together form a liquid versus the group of stable fats together which form a solid or semi-solid so like some that are kind of that waver might have a combination of stable and un- or saturated and unsaturated fat. Mm, interesting. <clears throat> so let's talk about seed oils for a hot minute. Yes, please. Cause this is the, and this is like canola, canola, cotton seed. Um, you know, they're all extremely high in monounsaturates and polyunsaturates, but at varying ratios and all of them are prone to oxidation. So, but, but polyunsaturates are the most prone to oxidation. So talk about oxidation for a second. That what what do you mean by oxidation? Like it's it's exposure to to light. What is it? Air and it just heat. That's it changes creates, the chemical structure. And that's what creates the instability. The or it makes it more unstable. More yeah. unstable than it was. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, if you think about it, like you wouldn't, you normally wouldn't cook with like fish oil, right? Right. Fish oil. I've kind of always known not to, but right it should be cold processed you take it as a supplement right Mm -hmm. we keep it in our fridge usually um but there are lots of other polyunsaturates that we cook with on a regular basis that nobody talks about again which i'm like why is this not talked about in elementary school also if i hear (laughs) people talking about how vegetable oil is made from vegetables i'm going to lose my shit No, lose it. <laughs> I know. Honestly, that was when I started this journey, probably when I first started learning about this, I was just like, so why is it called vegetable oil if it's not like, like that's such a misleading name in the first place? Yeah. So, but that's, but that's, there's a reason why we call this put the canola oil down, not put the vegetable oil down because most people at least understand that vegetable oil is just not so great but canola seems to be really like most people still don't understand the vegetable oil it's not great oh okay it's crazy share this with everyone share with everybody you about. oh my goodness um or any of the resources that we share in the show notes so yes. honestly um 
there's a really, really, there's a, a wealth of information on why canola and other expeller and chemical extraction method based oils um, are basically already rancid as uh, before they're even bottled. And then they're oh exposed to more light because they're all in clear containers. And do not be fooled by cold processed organic non-GMO canola oil. Which is everywhere. It's still rancid. Yep. It's still rancid. It's still heavily processed. Because that's where I was using that for years. And then years. what are you going to do? You're going to go cook with it. Yeah. <laughs> I was using that for years because I wasn't, I didn't know. So, um, but the thing I want to talk about is we talk about like the stability of a fat and, and the healthfulness behind it, but smoke point is this huge thing where you see, you'll see on the side of a bottle, it says the smoke point is super high. Like on the bottles of avocado oil, it says smoke point. It's like 450 degrees. And you're like, "Mm, that's probably a little high, (laughs) which I mean, it is, it's a monounsaturate. So you want lower heat with avocado oil, even, which I'm not the best with that, but that's one of those kind of concessions that I make in my home. Yeah, I think you have so, to in this day um, and age. Yeah, but many refined seed oils are really marketed heavily as having a very high smoke point. Um, and they call them basically like, these are the best for cooking because they they have a great high smoke point. And they'll even say it on like olive oil. And I'm like, oh God. Um, <laughs> but the high smoke point is valid only for the fat or oil if it's fairly stable to begin with. So it's really null and void if it's not stable itself. So like if you talk about a smoke point with coconut oil, cool. I can get behind that. That makes sense. Um, same with butter, same with ghee, same with palm oil, all of those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So animal fats. And if you're simply using a smoke point to be, you know, your sole decision making on whether a cooking oil is going to work for you you're already going to have rancid oil. You're being lied to. You're being lied to. (laughs) Um, And it all has to do with how it was initially processed. So we're going to link to a video on how canola oil is made and your mind is going to be blown. It's basically made the same way that gasoline is made. And most of these seed oils are literally byproducts of like manufacturing processes. So like rapeseed was like cotton seed, cotton seed, seeds from cotton plants. Jeez. That seems really They would fall off like the cotton processing plant and like fall into, I think I don't, I don't quote me on this, but there's (laughs) some sort of story. Maybe I'll find something to substantiate it for you guys that basically they found cotton seed oil by like accidentally getting a bunch of the seeds that ended up in a pressing, like in a pressure situation Mm. and oil came out of it. And so they like studied it and it was like the same chemical structure as some other oil that we already ate. And so they put it out there on the market. Oh, without looking at it. I mean, yeah, all of it. So it's the processing for these oils is awful, Mm. highly, highly processed, highly heated. And it's already stuff we weren't really meant to eat or use in the first place mm, geez. so i want you guys to like put your thinking caps on and your time machine really step <laughs> in your time machine and step back to um you know think about maybe how your grandparents ate or how their grandparents they had ate. access to and- yeah what they had access to what what ideals were in place for you know, using the whole animal and mm-hmm. you know fat being good for you again that's a whole other conversation. 
but um, we kind of got into the cholesterol piece of it, I think, during our keto episode. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, you know, honestly, the, the truth is you need to dig deeper into what cooking oils are healthy for you and your family. And I'm just going to go through a little list for you guys. Yay. I don't have this in a happy infographic form yet, but when I do, I'll make sure to share it with you guys. Um, but basically, when you're looking at breaking down what are the best best, most stable, high heat cooking fats that you could use without even thinking about the heat you're putting on them for the most part. So um, coconut oil, butter or ghee, cocoa butter, um, tallow or suet, which is beef fat. Mm -hmm. Um, And then any other animal fats like duck fat, lard or bacon fat, um, and then palm oils in that category as well. And all of those, like you tend to be able to get a smoke point somewhere between like 375 and almost 500 degrees. So if you want to go for like really high, you know, high, high um, temperatures, you can use refined coconut oil or ghee. And those tend to do better at higher cooking heat. So a lot of restaurants will actually... um, use in their saute pans like part ghee and part olive oil and that mm-hmm. increases the smoke point of the olive oil oh interesting it's still going to damage that fat right but overall it makes for really good taste so what you could do is do like ghee and coconut oil half and half and that mm. would like cut down on some of that coconutty flavor but you can also use refined coconut oil which doesn't taste like coconut at all and oh, interesting. It doesn't have all of the health benefits that, you know, raw, you know, virgin, real, yeah, yeah, extra virgin coconut oil does, but um, it's not going to be harmful. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Which sometimes that's a, that's how you choose. <laughs> yeah. And then some other, other fats that you can use for very low heat cooking would be like avocado oil and olive oil. The rest are you know, really should not be used for cooking. And this includes things like, and so I'm going to put stuff in a category of that's healthy, go ahead and use it, but it should be cold pressed when you buy it Mm -hmm. and you should only drizzle it over your food and use it for cold. So like, um, macadamia nut oil, Mm. uh, let me see. Walnut oil. And then uh, sesame seed oil. Okay. All of those, I would say, have wonderful health benefits as long as they're cold processed. You store the oils in your fridge. Oh, gosh. I have a sesame oil, sesame seed oil that's not in my fridge. When you know better, you do better. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and then the yes, ones ma'am. I would avoid are things like rice bran oil, safflower oil, canola oil, sunflower um vegetable shortening good god put the vegetable shortening away you put it down put the crisco away you put that crisco away and a lot the the tough part is a lot of these like companies that are masquerading as like healthy earth earth nutrients like just bullshit greenwashing names like that Mm -hmm. they will have like buttery spreads and the reason why they like it's like a butter spread or a coconut oil spread is like the new thing. 
Well, it's combined with like highly processed canola or cottonseed or vegetable or soybean oil. Please read your labels, guys. Which is why it's spreadable Mm because it's a liquid mix with a semi-solid or a solid Mm -hmm. to make it Mm semi-solid. So um, be really careful. Yeah, be really careful with those like buttery spreads and things like that. Most of them have, you know, like disgusting added flavors and chemicals and gross things too. And it will always surprise you. Read the ingredients list. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then others besides vegetable oil to avoid, again, corn oil, soybean oil, and grapeseed oil, which grapeseed Mm. oil is commonly touted as a health food. Yeah. Um, But it is, the majority of it is polyunsaturated fat. It's very unstable. Mm, Um, It's great for skincare. Yeah, I was going to say I hear that in a lot of DIY skincare stuff. Yeah, it's great for skincare cold pressed again well yeah outside is very different than the inside very (laughs) very so Mm. you know obviously there's a lot of conversation around um avoiding hydrogenated oils but i just don't think there's enough chatter about removing kind of unstable fats and then being you know for those of us who are already eating healthy fats only and we're already avoiding soybean or corn oil or whatever canola oil that we are having an eye toward understanding, you know, where our, um, you know, what kind of heat we should be applying for using our olive olive oil and like avocado oil. Yeah. Those are the ones you really need to limit in our um, kind of health and wellness space that we use. So when I roast things in the oven with avocado oil, I try to keep it to like 350. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that when I'm like slow roasting something. If I'm going to broil or keep it at a high temp, I will melt down some coconut oil or bacon fat or pork fat or whatever and then toss it in that and then put it in the oven so it's an extra step but it is well worth it when it comes to your health for sure so i have a couple questions for you so will you discuss the need for higher quality meat so you're getting fat that's higher quality like why yes why would you thank you for asking this you're welcome yeah (laughs) so basically you know when you are looking for when we talk about how fat is good for us and um, meat that has fat on it is also good for us Mm -hmm. and needs to be quality sourced because the toxins the the crappy conventional things that are um, negatively affecting basically the health of these animals will automatically get stored and show up in that fat. So if you're ah. if you're super budget conscious and you can't afford to buy, um, you know, uh, organic pasture raised chicken thighs with skin on, then buy you know the regular ones and do um, skin no skin you know do um, skinless. And then purchase some grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic tallow or suet or or schmaltz, which is chicken fat. Or mm. um, it's a very Jewish thing. Chicken. I was like schmaltz. Schmaltz. Like that sounds Jewish. Um, and but it's delicious. Like I've never tried I essentially, it. well, I roast a whole chicken and then I will just leave the drippings in the pan and roast potatoes with that or mm. you know whatever mm. else. So. Um, I just use the rendered fat from the chicken to oh, to do that. Um, but yeah, so basically when you're purchasing a higher fat cut of meat, like if you're, you know, if it's a, if it's beef and you're doing like a ribeye or you're doing, um, gosh, I mean like a, sh- a shoulder, a pork shoulder, a anything that's going to have a really high fat content, you ought to be reaching for super high quality. And yeah. if you can't afford the high quality, prioritize your budget over to 
um, conventionally raised or as best as you can, you know, avoiding, um, you know, trying to go more toward the natural side if you can, although there's a lot of greenwashing yeah, for in, real. in the, um, the meat industry the as labeling. to like, well, yeah, you'll see on so many labels for meat, it'll say, um, uh, hormone free or never fed hormones or whatever. And then right below it, it says the FDA, um, does not allow the use of hormones in the production of pork or chicken products. I know, but they like- get to, but they tell you it like it's a selling point. Yeah. So, you know, most of the, most of the meat we buy in the grocery store is pretty, pretty commercial, not the greatest environment. The more you can buy from your farmer, I'd really recommend that you do so. Be a part of a meat share, CSA. And fat. Buy a half a cow. Yeah. All Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. When we buy a half a cow, we do, um, which we do once a year, we um, pick up all of the suet and we make tallow from the suet. Mm -hmm. So... Um, which is you just render down the beef fat in water and then it separates mm-hmm. out and makes Interesting. makes to it so or makes tallow I mean so yes so if you are reaching for a higher fat cut of meat or you're using pork lard for example this is a so it's really hard to find like tallow or schmaltz or you know these other sorts of of meat based animal-based fats um that are not grass-fed or pasture-raised because that was kind of a boutique thing that came about with yeah. this movement with this food movement but the one thing you can always find is lard pork fat right. super easy to find and nine times out of ten the quality is terrible yeah so um you know finding a brand that you love for um for pork lard but just making sure that it's pasture based say a company policy yeah comes down to how it's being processed and what you know where is it beginnings and yeah i'm being worked with i really like fat works they're actually based out of oregon Mm. um but they're available everywhere and they do um they do schmaltz they do tallow they do lard they do combinations Mm. um mix they have duck fat this so is good. almost the point where i'm starting to think about christmas where i'm like that might make a good gift you know you're into nutrition when you try to give people <laughs> high quality fat you're like here's this <laughs> duck fat it's so unbelievably good so rich though oh that's exciting so so yeah so you know one way you can prioritize your budget is buying the meat itself more conventionally if you have to um and then purchasing the fat separately And being able to cook in that and either using, you know, the most accessible and affordable saturated fats are butter and coconut oil. That's amazing. That's great advice for sure. Yeah. Love it. Thank you for asking that. Yeah. What else you got for me? I got one more question. Uh, Will you break down hydrogenated oils because you see them everywhere? Like, what is that? And... (sighs) I'm seeing more and more hydrogenated oils in things. And my first inclination is to go, nope, I'm good. Like I just avoid when I can, but I don't know if I know enough about it to make an educated decision. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it has to do with how they're processed and it's a complicated process. No, sorry. <laughs> but no, it's fine. It's no totally <laughs> fine. I just I want to keep it uh, I want to keep it simple, but it allows the the oils to be shelf stable. So like that's what okay. a hydrogenation process does. And it's something that is very commonly used in our food system. Yes. And there's a lot of things out there that say 
um, you know, oh, it's it's not hydrogenated, but it actually is. And that just has to do with crappy food labeling. Um, I wondered about that. Yeah. But I mean, there are so many out there that are already shelf stable that you don't that you don't have to. That's OK to avoid. Like, it's OK. Yeah. To be like, I, I see it a lot in processed foods, like frozen or processed foods, even if they're supposed to be like healthy foods. And I'm like, I just don't. I don't know if I can make an educated decision about this because it's just such the, like a mystical oil that I don't know enough about. <laughs> so, yeah. and in hydrogenated oils can be anything, right? Like hydrogenated this oil, hydrogenated Yeah, that yeah, oil. anything. So what's happening is they're changing the structure of the the unsaturates and saturates and manipulating the chemical process of the fat. Typical. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So the one interesting thing, and this is totally a side note, but hydrogenated oils are often like hydrogenated uh, vegetable oils are often used in skincare. Mm-hmm. Totally different, you guys. Yes. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. It gets used in ways that are, the molecular structure means something different to your skin than it does to like your cell walls in your gut lining. Like, <laughs> so just keep in mind that what may not work quite well in your stomach and your intestines as a whole is is probably might even be great for your skin at least that that's my opinion yeah so if we want to get super nerdy to go back yes. to hydrogenation essentially um whether it's like partially hydrogenated or totally hydrogenated it's just a chemical process that introduces hydrogen to liquid oils to turn them into a solid form oh so partially hydrogenated fat um, molecules have trans fats, and those trans fats are some of the worst for you to consume um, in your diet. So good to know. That yeah, it's a, it's about it's decreasing cost and increasing shelf life. Yep. It's Again, processing. typical. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How long can we stretch this out? How, can, how far can we push the boundaries without testing? Yes. <laughs> and turn our food into stuff that's not food yeah for real well this has been a really fantastic episode truthfully like this has been something that's at my nerdy forefront like all the time like we're and and I feel like I've learned so much and reinforced things that I'd already kind of known like this is a great breakdown for all educated levels of where we're at with our nutrition so thank you for expressing your knowledge like this is so valuable and truthfully we mean it when we say it like share this with your family and your friends share it with people that you care about that you would like to have them to have this information but you just you you don't know how to get it to them this is just another form of educating people out there so please give it a share thanks guys Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. This will be a quick one. Yeah, I think we'll be able to kind of blast through it. Okay, let's just blast through it. Let's blast through it. It's just going to be me talking. What what are we into right now? Oh, shoot. I need to think about that. (laughs) Oh, what are you into right now? Mm. That's a good question.
food food you're into right now oh doing food okay i was like yeah. are we nearing this down um dia american cheeks <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm from here on forward i am, I am now into this <clears throat> no 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 salted water <laughs> we'll say what nutritional thing are we recording right now mm-hmm. okay <laughs> i was like which which thing are we talking about here because i could talk about several things are we talking about the recent thing yes oh gosh okay daya american cheese no <laughs> i was like i like daya american cheese but i wouldn't say i'm obsessed salty water Oh, salty water. See, okay, so for me, when I say obsessed, for me, that means it's like, it's like something that's not necessary. <laughs> but this salt water has been sure. necessary. <laughs> necessary, guys. So, crusader of healthy cooking fats. A crusader of healthy cooking fats. Yes, I'm buzzing this shit out, people. Yes. This is really important. For real. I'm telling myself. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's been a hot minute. 